Volatility, uncertainty, complexity. This is the work environment that is our reality. What will leaders need to know to be successful in the future? Who will they need to be to build team member commitment? How will they need to show up to create a motivating environment for their people? Welcome to the Sal Sylvester on the Future of Leadership podcast, a dialogue about how leaders will need to adapt to be successful in a rapidly changing world. And now, please join your host and executive producer, Sal Sylvester, to engage in the conversation about the future of leadership and how to transform people into confident leaders. Hello and welcome to season four of Sal Sylvester on the Future of Leadership. I am Sal Sylvester, your host and founder and CEO of 512 Solutions, an executive coaching and leadership development firm based here in Boulder, Colorado, helping organizations create healthy, aligned, and more human workplaces. I'm also the founder and CEO of Coach Metrics, a cloud-based tool we developed to measure behavioral change in coaching and leadership development. Thanks for joining me today to talk about the future of leadership. Season four is all about the future of work. As organizations emerge in the post-pandemic era, leaders will need to think differently about how they engage their workforce. So this season, that's why we are interviewing human resources executives from a number of different companies, from large Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 companies, to fast-growing startups and tech companies as well, to get a sense of what the future of work will look like and what our post-pandemic workplace will look like. Today's guest is Rochelle Luther. Rochelle is the Chief Human Resources Officer at Columbia Sportswear Company. Many of you have worn their clothing and their hats, and they're an incredible organization, incredible leadership based in Portland, Oregon. After spending 20 years as a corporate securities and finance lawyer, practicing both in a large law firm and in-house, Rochelle Luther took on the challenge to transform both her career and the human resources function in her organization. Since 2015, she has served as the Chief Human Resources Officer at Columbia Sportswear Company, where she works with teams across the globe to ignite human potential for growth. Community engagement has also been a significant part of Rochelle's career journey, spending time supporting scholarships for students in rural Oregon through organizations such as the Library Foundation, and the Portland Business Alliance. Rochelle lives in Portland, Oregon with her husband and two teenage daughters. Let's go to the interview with Rochelle now. Rochelle, thank you for for joining me today. And it's great to have you on the podcast. The first question I want to start with today is about how employees, how their attitudes have changed, how their thinking has changed. We've, We've been in this pandemic environment for 15, 16 months. In what ways have you noticed employees' attitudes changing around how they think about work? Right. Well, thank you, Sal, for having me. It's a a pleasure to be here. To say the least, the impact of a number of really unprecedented events happening over the course of the year have, have really shifted the ground. I've seen for employees and their expectations as everyone was really looking around them and evaluating what's important when you're talking about health, when you're talking about safety, when you're talking about inclusivity. Those are 
just massive mindsets and shifts that people have had to grapple with. And so I see that employees are really expecting really their whole selves to be part of the conversation and that organizations really consider themselves as a whole and their families are part of that conversation, their communities. It's really a holistic view of how is this organization contributing to my collective well-being and how is my organization participating in making my community, my family, my personal growth, a better me, better community. Really, those expectations have grown exponentially. Mm. So is it a shift from like an employee just having, they've got a contract to do a job, to perform a, a service or series of tasks in their role, and now the employer is expected or they are expecting to really show up as their whole self And it's not just about the role, but the impact to other aspects of their life. Absolutely. It's really about deeper connections. And Mm -hmm. as really, we've all had to evaluate what's important in our lives. And and certainly it doesn't get any more fundamental and human than health or in equity. And those experiences that people have had over the last year, I think really in many ways have made people question and it's translated into things of into where am I working? How am I working? How is this impacting me? How is my organization showing up? What are my options? And it's really shifting the expectations. So, so yes, it's much more than, you know, is this organization providing a paycheck and how big is that paycheck? Yeah. How am I spending my life? How is my organization? Where what's their role in the community? How are they showing up? Do we have a shared purpose? And those types of deeper connections and deeper conversations are much more than generational. And finding that there is this sense of empathy as, you know, everyone's shown up on these Zoom conversations, you know, with their their whole lives as part of their backgrounds. There really hasn't been a separation between work and personal lives over the last 18 months. So this is more than a two-week interim. You know, this has been a very long experimentation of a shift in in how work can be accomplished. Not for everyone, but for a very significant part of the workforce. This has really been a very human experience from little things like, um, I have met more family members, kids, dogs, cats on Zoom calls (laughs) that I I would have never been invited into. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? It is great. Yeah, Yeah. I, I hope elements like that we're able to somehow embed and keep. There's been some good with this work experience that we've had in the last 15 months that I hope we can bring to whatever this post-pandemic era looks like. You know, absolutely. I think research has shown for a very long time things like, you know, people don't leave an organization, they leave managers. What does that really say? What that really says is that they feel a sense of connection. Mm. What that really means is that people want to feel that connection, that those things that are very important to them in their lives, whether it's their cat or their dog or their children or their spouse or what have you, we can't separate those things from the employees. And And at the end of the day, it's a sense of belonging. And that's why, you know, this really interesting intersection between equity, that the conversation, very important and conversations around equity um, happening in society right now, as well as focus on health and how and where we do work, 
those two things merging and coming together, really creating this sense of belonging. And that is personal. That really is that, that those boundaries have to be broken. But at the same time, that's really tricky to navigate, right? Is, is it okay? And what kinds of questions can you ask? Or how do you create that sense of belonging? So I think everyone is on a learning journey of what does this mean? But I think very few people expect us to go back to not bringing your whole self to work or, or not acknowledging that maybe you need some flexibility to go take care of that really important vet appointment. Because remember Charlie, the cat that you met? Well, you know, Charlie's in crisis and, and I need some flexibility to go work with that. That word connection that you've used a few times on, on this conversation is the Charlie example you gave. It, there's a deeper level of connection with what people need and what we're what we've been able to see with them on these Zoom calls and others. So given some of those shifts in attitudes and what people might expect, how is the enterprise responding or preparing to that change in attitude about work? Yeah, you know, it's such an interesting question because in part, I guess my response is prepare to keep changing, doing a lot of work, thinking through a lot of things, but Uh, I think one of the things that we are really quickly learning is that we have to be really uncomfortable for quite some time not having all the answers. There's going to be a long period of of experimentation, of learning and growing, because we are really in uncharted waters here. I think we can set up new policies, we can become more flexible, we can do a lot of these things. But my personal view is that we don't even know the difficult part of what we're about to experience. And what I mean by that is it's actually kind of easy when we're all remote and we're in this shared space of difficulty. But as we start to come back into offices and we start to have a more hybrid type of working environment, that is going to be real, is have a whole new set of challenges. And I think we are prepared as we can, but because that again is a whole new chapter There's just so much more we have to learn. And I think we're preparing ourselves to just learn and grow and be agile and to continuously change as we get feedback and prepared to be asking for that feedback and to iterate along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that whole concept of experimentation is so key in an unpredictable environment. There isn't a playbook that we can open up or necessarily turn to one expert to say, how do we do this? Because we've done this in the past, but we haven't. And so that idea of experiment, learn from that experiment, and then iterate or pivot based on those learnings is really key. And you're doing it with a workforce of 6,000 people? Yeah, 8,000 globally. 8,000 globally, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and so, and of course, when I'm talking about these things in generalities, you miss a whole host of people in our workforce that, you know, the whole concept of work from home is not even available. And it's been on the front lines from the very beginning, whether it's our retail partners or our distribution center associates who've been showing up to work on a daily basis and through some very precarious and scary times of uncertainty. So, you know, obviously every workforce has a different set of of needs, but we're doing what we can to respond as our information grows about how to keep them safe, how to keep them motivated and respond in their relative working environments. Yeah. Rochelle, when you think about teams, 
Mm-hmm. How will teams need to be to adapt? You, you mentioned this idea. It's when we've got consistency because everyone's at work or everyone is at home, but mm-hmm. now we're entering this hybrid environment. How do teams need to think differently and or adapt? Yeah, it's a great question. And boy, will it be fun to uh, to figure that out. <laughs> More experimentation. Exactly. But I think, you know, the research that I've seen recently is that more than 60% of people expect to work at home or remotely at least one day a week after COVID. And when we say remotely, it's more about a whole host of things, not just where people work, but when they work or who they work with or what they do or how much they do it. There's this whole different notion of how work gets accomplished And I think one of the things is that teams are going to need to work together to establish boundaries because as companies are going to want to meet people where they're at and meet their needs, there do need to be some negotiated rules and and terms of engagement so that the teams can stay uh, engaged and effective. And so there will be a whole host of things that the teams need to establish those boundaries. What works for us? When do we need to come together to collaborate? What accommodates our team's needs in the best way, you know, while still being flexible for those individual needs? And so part of that will be looking at maybe there are activities that can be flexible. Maybe we can scale flexible practices that work. So I think some of those, the ways that we can adapt for the teams will be just really working together and kind of a human-centered design of what is going to work for us. Yeah, I love that idea, human-centered design. You know, it's interesting because when we work with teams, part of what we try to do is create intentional norms and boundaries. And so that same process needs to happen, but those norms and boundaries and expectations may be different based on what's happening. Absolutely. Every team is going to have a little bit, you know, a little bit nuanced differences. But at the same time, we spend a lot of time talking here. We value as a company innovation and want to make sure that we're fostering that innovation and collaboration and really this esoteric sense of culture. What is it that that makes it magic and that energy and that bumping into each other and that coming together even accidentally and what kinds of ideas that generates. So a lot of times that happens very inadvertently. How do you make that happen in a virtual environment or when people are working in different types of environments? Recreating that magic in a different way, I think we'll still have a lot of work to do, but it's going to be interesting. We don't have all the answers, but but we'll be learning a lot as we go experimentation, learning, and pivoting. Rochelle, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I I know our listeners got a ton of value and I look forward to hearing how things go at Columbia Sportswear Company. Great, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Sal Sylvester on the Future of Leadership podcast. You can get session notes on our website at 512solutions.com. That's the numbers 512solutions.com. Please follow and like the podcast on iTunes or wherever you're tuning in. And if you want to learn more about how we can help transform your people into confident and action-oriented leaders, please check out our website at 512solutions.com. I look forward to continuing the conversation about the future of leadership. I'm out.